Good morning and welcome to Bible 365 with me, Hugh Hattrick. I do hope you are well on this lovely Sunday morning as the great weather continues on. I hope you're feeling inspired. I thought right to get up nice and early this morning and get this all recorded and uploaded. So you should get it before nine o'clock. But uh, yeah, looking forward to reading Numbers. We're going to be in the Old Testament, Numbers chapters five and six. And then in the New Testament, Mark chapter four, verses one to 20. So are you ready to get going? For Bible 365 and let's hear the word of God and see how inspired we can be today. Numbers 5. The Lord said to Moses, command the Israelites to send away from the camp anyone who has a defiling skin disease or a discharge of any kind or who is ceremonially unclean because of a dead body. Send away male and female alike, send them outside the camp so they will not defile their camp where I dwell among them. The Israelites did so they sent them outside the camp. They did just as the Lord has instructed Moses. The Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, any man or woman who wrongs another in any way and is so unfaithful to the Lord is guilty and must confess the sin they have committed. They must make full restitution for the wrong they have done, add a fifth of the value to it and give it all to the person they have wronged. But if that person has no close relative to whom restitution can be made for the wrong, the restitution belongs to the Lord and must be given to the priest, along with the ram and which atonement is made for the wrongdoer. All the sacred contributions the Israelites bring to a priest will belong to him. Sacred things belong to their owners, but what they give to the priest will belong to the priest. Then the Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, if a man's wife goes astray and is unfaithful to him, so that another man has sexual relations with her, and this is hidden from her husband and her impurity is undetected, since there is no witness against her and she has not been caught in the act. And if feelings of jealousy come over her husband and he suspects his wife and she is impure, or if he is jealous and suspects her even though she is not impure, then he is to take his wife to the priest. He must also take an offering of a tenth of an ephah of barley flour on her behalf. He must not pour olive oil on it or put incense on it, because it is a grain offering for jealousy, a reminder offering to draw attention to wrongdoing. The priest shall bring her and have her stand before the Lord. Then he shall take some holy water in a clay jar and put some dust from the tabernacle floor into the water. After the priest has had the woman stand before the Lord, he shall loosen her hair and place in her hands the remainder offering, the grain offering for jealousy, while he himself holds a bit of water that brings a curse. Then the priest shall put the woman under oath and say to her, If no other man has had sexual relations with you, and you have not gone astray and become impure while married to your husband, may this bitter water that brings a curse not harm you. But if you have gone astray while married to your husband, and you have made yourself impure by having sexual relations with a man other than your husband, here the priest is to put the woman under the curse. May the Lord cause you to become a curse among your people when he makes your womb miscarry and your abdomen swell. May this water that brings a curse into your body so that your abdomen swells or your womb miscarries, then the woman is to say, Amen, so be it. The priest is to write these curses on a scroll and wash them off in the bitter water. He shall make the woman drink the bitter water that brings a curse, and this water that brings a curse and causes bitter suffering will enter her. The priest is to take, her, take from her hands the grain offering for jealousy, wave it before the Lord and bring it to the altar. The priest is then to take a handful of the grain offering as a memorial offering and burn it on the altar. After that, 
he is to have the woman drink the water. If she has made herself impure and been unfaithful to her husband, this will be the result. When she is made to drink the water that brings a curse and causes bitter suffering, it will enter her, her abdomen will swell and her womb will miscarry, and she will become a curse. If, however, the woman has not made herself impure but is clean, she will be cleared of guilt and will be able to have children. This, then, is the law of jealousy when a woman goes astray and makes herself impure while married to her husband, or when feelings of jealousy come over a man because he suspects his wife. The priest is to have her stand before the Lord and is to apply this entire law to her. The husband will be innocent of any wrongdoing, but the woman will, be the will bear the consequences of her sin. Numbers chapter 6. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, If a man or woman wants to make a special vow, a vow of dedication to the Lord as a Nazarite, they must abstain from wine and other fermented drink, and must not drink vinegar made from wine or other fermented drink. They must not drink grape juice or eat grapes or raisins. As long as they remain under the Nazarite vow, they must not eat anything that comes from the grapevine, not even the seeds or skins. During the entire period of their Nazarite vow, no razor may be used on their head. They must be holy until the period of their dedication to the Lord is over. They must let their hair grow long. Throughout the period of their dedication to the Lord, the Nazarite must not go near a dead body. Even if their own father or mother or brother or sister dies, they must not make themselves ceremonially unclean on account of them, because the symbol of their dedication to God is on their head. Throughout the period of their dedication, they are consecrated to the Lord. If someone dies suddenly in a Nazarite's presence, thus defiling the hair that symbolises their dedication, they must shave their head on the seventh day, the day of their cleansing. Then on the eighth day, they must bring two doves or two young pigeons to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The priest is to offer one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering, to make atonement for the Nazarite because they sinned by being in the presence of the dead body. That same day, they are to consecrate their head again. They must rededicate themselves to the Lord for the same period of dedication and must bring a year-old male lamb as a guilt offering. The previous days do not count because they became defiled during the period of dedication. Now this is the law of the Nazarite when the period of their dedication is over. They are to be brought to the entrance to the tent of meeting. There they are to present their offerings to the Lord, a year-old male lamb without defect for a burnt offering, a year-old new lamb without defect for a sin offering, a ram without defect for a fellowship offering, together with their grain offerings and drink offerings and a basket of bread made with the finest flour and without yeast. Thick loaves with olive oil mixed in and thin loaves brushed with olive oil. The priest is to present all these before the Lord and make the sin offering and the burnt offering. He is to present the basket of unleavened bread and is to sacrifice the ram as a fellowship offering to the Lord, together with its grain offering and drink offering. Then at the entrance to the tent of meeting, the Nazarites must shave off their hair that symbolises their dedication. They are to take the hair and put it on the fire that is under the sacrifice of the fellowship offering. After the Nazarite has shaved off the hair that symbolises their dedication, the priest is to place in their hands a boiled shoulder of the ram, the one thick loaf and the one thin loaf from the basket, both made without yeast. The priest shall then wave these before the Lord as a wave offering. They are holy and belong to the priest 
together with the bread that was waved and the thigh that was presented. After that, the Nazarite may drink the wine. This is the law of the Nazarite who vows offerings to the Lord in accordance with their dedication, in addition to whatever else they can afford. They must fulfill the vows that they have made according to the law of the Nazarite. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites and say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. And now we go into Mark chapter 4, verses 1 to 20. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. A crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake, while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they all withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bring a grain. Still other seed fell on good soil, it came up, grew and produced a crop, some multiplying thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables, and he told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing, but never perceiving, and ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like the seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others that have seen the seed sown on rocky places hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed grown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed grown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. Some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. There we are. I've done a couple of extra verses there, but that's okay because we will cover that all tomorrow. But there's been a huge amount in that from dodgy wives who are potentially being unfaithful, having to drink bitter water, um, to the Lord Jesus explaining the parables that he talks about and about how the seed is thrown and how we respond to that. Um, do we produce a crop or does it fall away and do we let Satan steal it from us? So there we have it.
a very, very interesting uh, passage there from the New Testament and, of course, the Old Testament as well. Let's have a short prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for our time together this morning and we pray for wisdom, Lord, as we understand your word. We pray that now that we have heard it and read it, Lord, it will sink into our hearts and that we would be effective and that we would produce great vines of fruit for you and a great harvest. In your almighty name of Jesus, amen. And of course, for the sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time, Lord, and we pray, Lord, we know that we are sinners. We know that we have done many things wrong. Dear Lord, we ask that you would forgive us our sin as we forgive those, Lord, who have sinned against us. And Lord, we ask that we, we want to put our trust in you and you alone. And we ask you into our hearts and our lives and our souls, Lord, everything that we are is in your hands. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you very much for joining with me today for Bible 365. Remember to leave comments there if you are happy with it, if you'd like to see anything else, or even if you're unhappy with it, let me know. Don't worry, I'm pretty thick-skinned. I can take any kind of comment, pretty much. And it's great to have you with me. Thank you so much for joining in today's show, whether it be on YouTube or on Anchor on the podcast as well. Remember to hit the subscribe button and to tell all your friends about the show and let's get the gospel out to all nations. Well, take care and I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless and bye just now.